fantasy worlds need heroes like men need to eat and breathe, to face down the toughest challenges and dominate the greatest foes, to stand tall and proud against the forces of oppression and proclaim their own strength for the whole world to see, respect, and immortalize. Explore, build, conquer. Mastering the craft of meaningful power fantasy. This is the J.M. Coombs Dispatch. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Mastering Power Fantasy podcast, the show documenting my progress as a writer from an empty bookshelf to a full one. This is episode one of the new series, and if you're confused about the intro not quite matching the show's marketing pitch, that is because this is very much an evolution of what we've been doing here, rather than starting from a clean slate. Before this, we had the J.M. Coombs Dispatch, which was a monthly update on what was going on in my world, and was itself an evolution of a weekly written update, which I sent out to my patrons before that. This month's theme is financial strategy. Uh, I figured that having an overall theme to discuss based on the most important events going on in my journey would be a good idea. Uh, Now, James, I hear you shout, why financial strategy? Uh, This is supposed to be a show about writing. Why are we talking about money? Because the number one problem that stops most writers from writing as much as they want is not having the free income to support it. Writing is hard, you know. Uh, Learning it takes time, and even if you have a natural flair, it takes time to build up a catalogue, and you need to do that uh, to make the best use of any cool or fun indie author strats uh, that you might want to use. Uh, You need time to build up that business, and how you take care of yourself during that time period is critical to your long-term success. Uh, So we're going to be talking about that and specifically what I'm doing in that space because it's kind of important. Uh, But first, it's time for the monthly roundup for each of my projects. So let's do this. Dodging Prison and Stealing Witches. The latest chapter of Dodging Prison and Stealing Witches went up last night, chapter 56, Nothing Like a Free Press, which followed Rita Skeeter and Bozo as they tailed Headmaster Gildroy Lockhart, looking for a scoop. And so far, the reviews have been good. Just going to read a couple here. Dragon Man, 180. Rita almost being eaten by a spider when she was a beetle was hilarious. I have to wonder just what horrors the quick quotes Quill wrote about. Uh, Vernon and Petunia's treatment of Harry to make Gildroy turn that pale. Yes, what indeed, Dragon Man. I think we can all use our imaginations there, but I feel safe to say that it wasn't exactly happy picnics. Uh, Lucius Walker, damn, looks like secrets are getting much harder to conceal, which will definitely prove to be a problem. Nice job as always, hoping for more chapters in the future. Lucius Walker, thank you very much, and have no fear, more chapters will be incoming very shortly. And Royal Nini, uh, since everyone seems to want you to speed up their plans, I think you are going to need to speed up your updates, lol. Uh, The ending was really funny, good job on that chapter. Royal Nini, thank you as well. And I think everyone would like that, yes. Uh, That's a small and admittedly massively biased selection from fanfiction.net, but the general sentiment is positive, and that's good. Since the majority of DPNSW's hardcore fanbase now reads the series directly on the Leadvonny Discord server before it goes live, and thus 
tend not to actually post reviews on the other platforms. There are some people who do, um, but I've generally noticed that um, most don't, which is fine. I've got no problem with that. Um, I very much enjoy reading the the uh, on-demand or as it gets published and updated feedback on Discord, uh, really, uh, I, I like that. Numbers don't necessarily mean uh, the world to me on the other platforms. Uh, but work has already begun on Chapter 57 outline, and we should see the first new minor updates for that posted within the next week. Uh, so again, if you're not on Discord and want access to them, go right ahead and jump in. Uh, go to the hashtag NewsRolls channel and hit the minor updates emote to get notified when those get posted. Next up, Trial by Conquest. Work continues on the adventures of Alfred Johnson as he fights to establish his village in the fantasy world of isolation. I have about another 5,000 words to write until we're finished with the draft, and then we're moving into the editing phase. Uh, yes, pretty much the same 5,000 words I had last time. I'm still projecting about 50,000 words for the first arc of book one, but I am jacked uh, to see what kind of reception it gets when it goes live. Uh, the artwork is also coming along and should hopefully be finished in the next week. And, oh, oh boy, let me tell you, it is looking sweet. Just really, really nice. Uh, you'll hopefully see what I mean for yourself when you, uh, when you do get to see it. It took a seriously long time to get artist schedules all lined up uh, so we could get the work done. But in the end, uh, that is turning out to be okay. Uh, I had to keep pushing the writing back, too, because of other projects. Uh, so in the end, no harm done. And speaking of other projects... LeadVonE.com The new and improved version of LeadVonE.com is now live. I've been working on this for close to three weeks now, and phew, it feels good to have that finally done and out of the door. Uh, although we are currently experiencing difficulties in speed, anybody who is experiencing an incredibly slow website, I am aware of this. Uh, I am working on this. I'm actually having an expert uh, look into this, and hopefully uh, that problem will be cleared up um, soon enough. Uh, nothing particularly new for myself learning in terms of skills uh, in order to do the actual development of the website. There were some okay, there were some new tools to master, but in general, it was just a case of putting together stuff that I already knew how to do uh, in a new way and on a much on a much larger scale uh, than I've ever done before. Uh, and I now have a much greater appreciation for how long highly detail-orientated web design actually takes. And that's not even the technical parts. No, we're talking about things like the photos, the images, the copy. Oh, oh my, the copy. You want to know why I didn't finish Trial by Conquest this month? It's because I was busy writing this. But James, we want you to write fantasy. Yeah, I, I, uh, I know, trust me. Uh, I do, I hear you. Uh, and I've got a lot to say about that coming up uh, right now, in fact. Indie Strategy This month marks a big change for me, and it's a change that I'm somewhat scared to talk about. It's something that I've been wrestling with for a while now. I spent a good chunk of December and early January laying the foundation works in my mind, and it's only been in just the last 
three-ish weeks that I really sat down and did the math on this thing. So know before I start that this isn't just some random fancy I cobbled together over an afternoon, okay? This is big for me, uh, but also liberating, and I hope it will be good for the health of my writing career moving forward. Um, it all started with the medical crisis that my family went through last year, uh, which took a lot of time away from my writing. I'm not going to go into detail on what exactly happened because it's pretty traumatic, but it certainly left an impression on me. Um, and that impression made a big change uh, in how I look at the world. In many terms, particularly in terms of focus, uh, before the crisis happened, I've always felt that I wasn't as focused as I could be. After that event, I became super focused, uh, no joke. And I also became super aware of my own lack of progress financially in my chosen career. Things were pretty hairy for a time, not only medically, but financially as well. Uh, luckily, things stabilized and everything is doing quite a bit better now. But that doesn't change the fact that I can now look back over the last five years and evaluate what I've managed to achieve in that time. And much of it is really great. I've pushed Dodging Prison and Stealing Witches to become one of the most popular fan fictions in the world. I've spent an inordinate amount of time learning the art and craft of uh, writing great stories, and I've made serious inroads into writing my own stories, my own original stories, and getting them out to a market that I hope will enjoy them. But, <laughs> you knew there was going to be a but, didn't you? Yeah, but, uh, financially, things haven't really progressed that much from where I was two years ago. For those of you who are new, I started writing Dodging Prison and Stealing Witches in 2015. Two years after that, I wrote my first piece of original fiction, Richard's Struggle, Evacuate the Masquerade, which is now available for free online, by the way. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, and that was my first real foray into original fantasy. Uh, a year later, my fans persuaded me to start a Patreon campaign. Uh, this is late 2017 now. And I'm really glad they did, uh, because without that, I probably would have stopped writing eventually, actually. Uh, that Patreon program gave me, uh, and still gives me, the continued drive um, that I need to keep going. Uh, since then, I've been pushing to make my fantasy writing a full-time gig, and this is where I feel I've run into difficulties. There are... A ton of different reasons why this is the case, but first, I feel it's important to share with you some of the numbers that I ran, which really shone a light on just how insane what I was trying to do was. For me, not necessarily for anyone else, but for me specifically. Because what I've learned about how I write, and what I'm writing, and what I want my writing to represent and to be, because of what I've learned about that. Uh, I also want to make it clear that I'm not saying I regret my decisions or that I'd even do it differently if I had another chance. Um, it's taken a long time for me to get to the position uh, that I'm in, and I don't think I could have got there uh, through any other path. Uh, I'm, what I am saying is that this is where I am now, and this data is how I need to look at things moving forward.
So, uh, for those of you who don't know, I graduated from university in 2015 with a degree in events management, of all things. Uh, could have chosen to go into that field, uh, didn't. Dodging prison and stealing witches had just taken off, and I generally believe in chasing winners uh, when you have one, and dodging prison and stealing witches was certainly one of those. Um, a quick search, so a quick search on glassdoor.com uh, showed me that the average events manager makes about $52,000 a year with a bell-like curve spread between thirty-seven and 80000 on the high end. And now I graduated... Now I graduated near the top of my class and have high opinions about my abilities in this area. Although, now that I think about it, maybe my recalcitrance over the last two years should maybe call that opinion into question. But whatever. For the purpose of this exercise, we're going to be fair. We're going to take the average. Okay, so $52,000 a year comes to an hourly rate of $25 an hour. That assumes an eight-hour day with paid vacation, five days a week, etc. Standard stuff. So what exactly has the opportunity cost of dodging prison and stealing which has been over the last five years? In other words, how much money could I have earned if I had chosen to go into the field for which I actually earned a degree in? Well... One of the things I've learned about my writing is that I average about 250 words an hour, which takes into account both the outlining and the editing. Uh, those of you who um, watch my editing streams on Twitch can kind of understand why this is the case. Uh, it's slow. It, it, it's really slow. Uh, especially as an indie author, it is slow. Um, the measurement is also not exact. I am fully aware of this. Uh, I haven't taken like detailed time sheets of myself over a long period of time, but it's good enough for this purpose. So, Dodging Prison and Stealing Witches has 620,000 words written at $25 an hour of opportunity cost, which comes to about 62,000 US dollars. That's what Dodging Prison and Stealing Witches has effectively cost me to write. Uh, ignoring tax and other stuff like that. So $62,000. <laughs> it really puts things into perspective a bit. Um, but that's not all, because I haven't just been writing Dodging Prison and Stealing Witches, oh no. Uh, there's no end to the amount of stuff I've been busily doing which is not actually earning any money. Uh, mostly, I've been learning how to write. I've been reading books, doing online courses, writing drills, podcasts, etc. And of course, writing my own original fiction. All stuff which supports the goal of becoming a full-time writer, while living off effectively what my patrons to give to support me. Again, assuming that I'd otherwise be working a normal 9-to-5 job, all told, it comes to about $260,000. $260,000. So that's the total cost of effect of my writing education over the last five years, uh, which rather puts even American university education costs to shame, really. Um, one of the costs that people do not factor into university education, incidentally, very notorious cost, is opportunity cost. In other words, yes, you know, university, university education, um, you know, it... Um, it costs you so much for tuition and living expenses and so forth. It also costs you because you're not earning anything while you're in education. And that can be an important factor to take into consideration. Uh, 
depending on what field you want to go into and various other things. But this is not about university. Uh, this is about my writing. So as I said, Dodging Prison and Stealing Witches is currently 620,000 words long, and I'm projecting about another million words until we're done. So what's Dodging Prison and Stealing Witches going to cost me to finish? Another $100,000. $100,000. That's the total opportunity cost of me finishing DPSW going forward. $100,000. And that assumes I wouldn't have found some way to raise my equivalent hourly rate above $25 an hour, which personally, I like to think I would. You know, I'm not going to use it for the purposes of this conversation, as I said, because we'll be fair and take the average. But I like to think that I would, um, that I would find a way to push my hourly rate above the average. So after... After two years, with an effective gross income of $450 a month uh, from my patrons, no savings, no pension, no health insurance, etc., uh, this is just not really a situation I feel I can allow to continue. Now, there might very well be an obvious answer to this problem. Be a successful author! Ah yes, you know James. This is the, uh, the this is the struggle of entrepreneurship. You know, this is what separates the winners from the losers. You're in the dip, matey. Uh, go read Seth Godin's The Dip if you haven't. It's an amazing book. Uh, no, but seriously, things are hard now. You need to tough it out. If you're going through hell, just keep going. You need to just work harder. Well, the problem with this is that it's a thought process that exists completely independent from reality, uh, my reality specifically. I will be a successful author, but I've realized that it has to be on my terms. Firstly, so firstly, we need to consider what I've learned about myself as a writer over the last five years. As I said before, I'm not a fast writer. For example, I enjoy taking the time to consider every single point of view in a scene, every possibility, and craft exactly what each person's reaction would be, not just a, to align with their character, but also that person's motivations and plans and how that will affect the plot going forward, which can take a lot of time. It's a very time-intensive way to write. You can pretty much uh, sum up my writing philosophy, in fact, I think, as... Um, Everybody has a plan. And that's only one example of why I write slowly. Uh, for the last 10... Here's the thing. For the last 10 years, the indie author community has been dominated, shall we say, by strategies which make use of the Amazon algorithm's bias towards newly published books. We're talking 10, 12, 15, 18, even 20 books a year here from one author. Even if my work was focused purely on my original fiction, I'd be doing well publishing just one book a year. And I don't write only original fiction. I write Dodging Prison and Stealing Witches too. And DPNSW is never going to join my back catalogue that I can use to develop my author business, despite the 1.6 million words that it will probably contain by the time we're done. Right? I can't. It's... um. It's not legally my intellectual property, or the, uh, the it contains trademarks uh, and various other uh, IP elements within it that I don't own, and so I can't monetize it. Uh, but I am dedicated to finishing it. Um, not only that, but on a good day, I write for, should we say, three to four hours. Um, and I don't write consistently every day, right? I just don't. Uh, over the past five years, 
I don't think I've ever had a time when I was able to write every day, five days a week for, I think, at least two weeks without, and this is the important bit, without it starting to suck. I don't think there was ever a time. And if I do try to push it, and I sure as hell do, the quality of my work goes down. It becomes derivative rubbish, which requires a lot of editing, which just adds more time to my workflow because I'm not giving myself the time to let the ideas marinate, shall we say. So we're talking low writing rates, breaks in the writing schedule, and split focus between two projects, one of which I can't even sell. And yes, I'm fully aware of how rubbish this is sounding for anyone who likes my work and wants to do business. If there happens to be a publisher or an agent listening to this, then I'm sorry. At least you know, you know, at least you know what you're getting into. Um, Now, that publish exclusive business model is starting to be challenged by something called wide publishing. And I'm definitely going to be leaning more towards that. But that doesn't change the fundamental economics of what I'm doing. To be a successful indie author, you need a catalogue, and I'm not going to have one of those for a long time. So I'm not going to be a successful indie author for a long time. I'm not discounting the possibility that the upcoming push for DPNSW on more platforms won't cause some growth for the Patreon program, or that the publication of Trial by Conquest might not do the same, but I have decided that I can't necessarily afford to rely on that anymore. So, what do? Well, (laughs) I should hope the answer is obvious. Uh, It's been obvious to me for ages, but I've had a huge mental block that I've only just unblocked, because ever since I've started the Patreon program and got that first initial rush of supporters, I've been working under the idea that I am publishing to be, or I'm pushing rather, to be a full-time author. That that was my promise to my patrons. And to do anything else I felt was dishonest. But here's the thing. Doing that earns me less than $3 an hour if you assume a 40-hour work week. And because of what we just talked about... I'm not even writing that long anyway. You know, I'm not writing 40 hours a week. Um, I'm writing far less than that. And my writing style and the way I write precludes me, really, uh, from writing more while keeping the quality levels that I want to keep. Again, you'd think the answer to this is obvious. So why haven't I just embraced the obvious? Well, There is another reason, and I swear that I am going to say what the obvious thing is, but just let me get this off let me get this off my chest first, because it is important to what we're going what we're doing going forward. I feel like I am taking a risk saying what I'm about to say, because it could be used against me in the future. But right now, I'm willing to take that risk. But it's also important so you can understand my logic going forward, okay? Ready for it? Here we go. Big dramatic pause. Some of my patrons are supporting Dodging Prison and Stealing Witches, not my original fiction. Whew. I'm so glad I got that out. Okay, now, now, wait for it. I want to be clear here. 
They don't get anything directly from their patronage. I don't give out rewards that have anything to do with dodging prisoners and stealing witches. I don't gate my content behind paywalls. Not even when I'm still writing it as early access or anything like that. That doesn't change the fact that many of my patrons wish to support not only my original writing, but my other works too. In fact, I doubt it would be inaccurate to say that most of them primarily support DPNSW at the moment. At the moment. Right. Now, saying this is a big deal for me. For the last two years, I've been playing a kind of game of pussyfootying around this issue, and it has been messing with my common sense a lot. Because it's potentially dangerous, right? Uh, it's a legal grey area, and no one wants to become a test case. However, last year, Patron made a statement to the effect that they will only intervene in matters of fanfiction if they get a complaint from a rights holder. So generally, they're cool with it. That makes things a lot more certain. Given that, along with my continued policy of not pay-gating off problematic content, I feel okay talking about this for the first time. Yes, there are still risks, for example. Uh, for example, we still don't know the full story about what happens to Harry Potter and the Nightmares of Future's past, which was pulled from fanfiction.net under, shall we say, suspicious circumstances. But that's a risk I'm willing to take. So, so James, are you going to stop wittering on yet? What's the obvious solution to your problem? The obvious solution is, don't just write. Do something else as well, you idiot. My patrons are paying me to write, fine. We know it's mostly for DPNSW, fine. What I will do is I will Start out with a number of hours, which I will continue to write no matter what. We'll call them we'll call them my hobby hours, okay? Probably around three a week. That is what I would write, even if I wasn't being supported in any way. You know, supposing I had like a normal nine to five job and I had, you know, like a relationship and I had other responsibilities, whatever it is, in that kind of a circumstances, what would I be willing to do as a hobby? I could I could imagine myself setting aside a chunk of time in one one day a week in the evening to do my hobby writing. You know, for three hours. I could see myself doing that, um, regardless of what the situation of my life was. So what I'll do is I'll take those three hours, then I'll take a nominally hourly rate that I could be earning elsewhere. Let's say, let's say the $25 an hour from before, you remember that, uh, and divide that by what I'm getting from my patrons. That's how many hours I'll write, which, by the way, because I've already done the math on this, that actually comes out to pretty much the same output for DPNSW as I was doing last year. So writing only three hours a week as a hobby, as a hobby, it would take, and I've already done the math on this, 25 years to complete DPNSW. But with my current level of patronage support, that goes down to just 10 years. And that's what I was projecting before anyway, okay? Um, and before you say anything, I know this was the dumbest mental block ever. Yeah, I know, this was just a very silly, dumb thing for me to spend two years worrying over, okay? But you know, so sometimes 
common sense is just not so common. Um, the rest of the time, when I'm not writing, I can give myself permission to do other things. You know, develop other income streams, work for other people, freelance, create, sell, start businesses, whatever. There is no moral injunction on me which says that if I want to be a successful fantasy novelist, that I have to be a starving artist while I do it, right? I've spent five years now learning how to craft really good stories, I hope, and I suspect, I suspect I'm not terrible at it. Um, I suspect we'll have to see exactly uh, what the reactions to my other works that I'm working on is uh, to confirm whether or not that's the case. But I think that it's time for me to add another string to my bow, uh, preferably one that ensues that ensures that I can continue to put food on the table, uh, not just now, but for years to come, even if unforeseen disasters pop up way down the road, uh, such as I experienced last year. Um, I do not want to stop. Uh, before my time is up on this earth, I want a small bookshelf full of the books I've written. And I'd like those books to have given joy and fulfillment to people all over the world. But I won't ever get there if a financial disaster completes me, completely knocks me out of the game. And I think that's what last year's medical emergency most drilled home for me. Your ability to survive and thrive in the future is based on what you do now. And if you have an underutilized asset, in my case, time, you should exploit the hell out of it. You should wring every last drop of value out of it, even if that means taking a risk, even if that means potentially upsetting some people. And I've no doubt that some people are going to be upset that I am no longer declaring that I am 100% uh, focused only on writing and on improving my writing, or at least my fantasy writing anyway. Uh, but that's potentially a, a story for another time. Um, no, I, I do not think in any way that this is a step backwards. I want to make this quite clear. I don't believe this at all. Um, a more financially stable Lied von E is a Lied von E who is better able to take advantage of opportunities that comes his way. Uh, there are many, many things uh, to do with my fantasy writing that I haven't been able to do uh, simply because I haven't had the money to do it with. And one of my hopes is that this pivot will also provide those resources so that my total canon of fantasy will eventually be far richer than it otherwise could ever have been. Phew, okay, that was quite a rant. <laughs> yeah, that was quite a rant. So there you have it. Um, I've no idea if anyone got anything out of this, apart from the update on what I've been up to. Uh, it would be really cool if even one person listening was able to sit back and say, yeah, I should also take a moment to rethink my overall strategy. Because we can just get so enmeshed in the day-to-day -day that we just don't take that time, uh, sometimes for far, far too long. Uh, look forward to the next minor update of Dodging Prison and Stealing Witches in the first week of February. Thank you to my patrons. None of this would have been possible without you. Now, even more directly than ever. Uh, once Trial by Conquest goes live, I'll put up a contribution-weighted poll so we can calibrate how much effort goes to Dodging Prison and how much is going to go to Trial by Conquest. Uh, look out for that when it eventually goes live. And in the meantime... As always, if you are a reader, then please keep reading. And if you are a writer, 
please, please keep writing. The JM Coombs Dispatch is made possible only through the support of our Early Access Patrons. If you would like to learn how to join them, go to www.patreon.com slash leadvonee.